What's good, y'all? The indefinable Sterling Golden is in the building. This is the Chop Session. We thank you, all y'all worldwide, for locking in here on Boston Free Radio for the Chop Session here this week. And like always, we thank you for your support of this interview series. And by the way, in case you miss an episode or you tune in late, say no more, fam. We got you. We say this every week, but if you're tuning in for the first time, hear my words and take heed. Episodes of the Chop Session are uploaded every Monday morning at 6 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time, wherever you listen to podcasts. So don't stress if you tune in late for this mess, all right, y'all? That being said, this week here on the Chop Session representing Triple Moon Entertainment, Eleanor Luna, I see ya. We have three members of Melt in the building right now, a genre-defying rock music experience that skillfully blends elements of traditional rock and roll, jazz and blues, swing, psychedelic rock, punk, goth, alternative pop, world beats, soundtrack music, and a little bit of polka, I'm sure. With that being said, y'all, before they put out their new hip-hop mixtape, I'm just messing with y'all, let's get the members of Melt introduced here this week on the Chop Session. First of all, vocalist Lindsay Kite in the building right now. Lindsay, what is good? Everything's good right now, man. Everything's good? Everything's good. That's a good thing. You already know. You already know. More from Lindsay in a moment. Right now, though, we also have this man right here, Paul Pipitone. The man behind the base of Melt. Paul, what's good, man? Hey, Sterling. Thrilled to be here. Excellent. We are thrilled to have you, sir. And we have John Coca, the percussionist, a powerful and versatile drummer, bringing a dynamic sense of rhythm to the band. So, Mr. Kokas, welcome, sir. How you doing? I am good, sir. I am told well. And very conspicuous by his absence here this week, but not forgotten, guitarist Danny Modern. Hopefully this man is listening. And uh, if not, well, you know, you can always take the podcast route Monday morning, Mr. Modern, but please listen live. You're part of the band, sir. Anyway, <laughs> that being said, welcome, first of all. Okay. So for, for, before we get into some history about Melt here on the Chop Session, I'm going to go around the room here. I want some history behind how Melt was first built, how'd y'all come to be. Anyone of y'all can jump in on this one, and we're getting all signs pointing right now to Mr. Pipitone. That's because I'm the oldest member. Um, we yes. goes back, the origin of the band goes back to the early 2000s. Um, Dan and I um, met, and we discovered we were really into the same things. We wanted something that was really versatile, that wasn't afraid to push out boundaries and take inspirations for things that weren't rock and roll. And that was about 2004 or five. I can't remember now. Or maybe... I was going to say, don't look at me. Yeah. And then then we had another singer. And uh, then Lindsay came on board. And we knew that would be a rough spot because we'd have to find someone who wanted to sing all these different styles that could do them convincingly. And Lindsay's background wasn't rock and roll. So th- when she came in, we were like, oh, yeah, she's the one. And John, we knew from he was playing with the Liz Borden band. And we were playing a ton of shows with them. And then John would start subbing for us. And then one thing led to another. And John became the permanent drummer. Excellent. Excellent. You know, I actually can tell you I've been fucking with Melt since at least late 2000s. I've seen Melt perform on stage in his earliest incarnation, actually, back in the days of Dark Sky Productions, thanks to the late, great Anderson Marr, who broke me into this business. 
back in 2009. I've said it before. I'll say it again. No Anderson, no Sterling. And that's no lie, y'all. Okay. So I've seen Melt from its earliest inception. And here we are today. And Lindsay, I'm going to turn this thing on you right now as she backs away from me. <laughs> I don't bite Lindsay. <laughs> Hard. Okay. All right, all right. Okay. I like it. It's fine. <laughs> oh. Well, that being said, back to business, Sterling. Professional, professional, sir. Okay. But that being said, Lindsay has quite the background, actually. Okay. A classically trained soprano mm-hmm. with a background in musical theater and choir. Yes. So talk me up, Lindsay, about your background and how did you end up from the opera stage to this band of knuckleheads right here I'm looking at? <laughs> Melt. Okay, so close to your microphone, Lindsay, on this one so the world can hear you. Give us the story. Um, well, I've been singing on and off basically from I was early, early child. Um my mother just really instilled a, a love of singing and a love of music. Um, I used to sing opera with her in the car and everything else. Um, and I went to Catholic school where I was, if anybody familiar with Catholicism, mm-hmm. uh, I was the cantor or the lead singer for most masses uh, growing up through childhood. Um, and uh, one of my neighbors got me into three choirs actually um with him so i started singing a lot of show tunes a lot of you know big four-piece choir pieces everything else nice and i was in that for years and then uh one of my best friends on a very fateful um saint patrick's day was absolutely obliterated as one does on saint patrick's day what was the drink of choice do you recall for her, it was probably Guinness and black and tans and Guinness and <laughs> uh, some gin. Um, okay, the gin I can fuck with. The <laughs> beer, I'm not a beer guy. Mm-hmm. Never have been, never will be. So, I mean, I don't understand what the the uh, positives of, you know, shitty tasting alcohol is other than it's cheap. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not a beer guy, but hey, more power to those who like the shit, you know? I mean, yeah. Yeah. But, Go uh, on. She she uh, came in after bar crawling through Lowell and was just like, what are you doing in these choirs? She's like, you're miserable. She's like, you could do so much better if you found a rock band. So I sat my ass down one night on Craigslist and on MySpace ads and found ads for both on Craigslist and on MySpace. Nice. Flashback for this band. And well, way back with this, MySpace. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Go yeah. on. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Tom. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's friend. Yeah. Uh, and so I just sent out an email and, you know, there was multiple bands I applied to, but honestly, Dan was the first one to get back to me. The only one to give me a real fair shot. And three auditions later and a couple floods. <laughs> Oh, yeah. In Paul's basement. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> More on that in a second. Uh, and then here I am. You know, I got to say, before we get to the floods, about MySpace, about Tom, I do a podcast, The Sterling Perspective, on Fridays at noon. Mm-hmm. And one of our panelists, uh, lovely young lady, Jules is her name, she admitted on the air once that she has a longstanding crush on Tom. <laughs> okay. To each their own. <laughs> Jules, we love you. Why, Tom? 
Okay, one day I'll find out the mystery. She explained it before, but it went, you know, I kind of forgot what it was. But anyway, about the floods. Uh, this, upon that. this was during the time where I think it was that that one summer where it did nothing but rain. Swear to God, it was like every day it was raining. There was one June like that many years ago. It was like sixties and rain other than one day of the month. Yes, yeah. and yeah. that that's that was that summer that I was auditioning and uh, I was in um, a choir in Lowell called the Spindle City Singers that practices on Tuesdays. And um, nice. Unfortunately, the practice days for Melt was Tuesdays, mm-hmm. and uh, so we had to reschedule. They they were very accommodating because my schedule was so limited on Tuesdays, and I had to go practice and uh, re- uh, audition in Paul's basement, but it kept flooding out because of the real poop weather that yeah. summer. So it was probably a two three month long audition process. We were, uh, <laughs> we were putting the we were putting the amps on milk crates. It was that bad, and then finally, you know, it dried out. And then we moved to my church to rehearse, and then the roof started leaking there. <laughs> yeah, it's your struggle story. Yeah. That's your struggle story right yeah. there, for real. Yeah. Every band's got one. Ours, <laughs> every, ours is floods. Every artist or band has their struggle story, you know. And believe me, I've heard far worse than amps on crates. Yeah. yeah. Okay, trust me when I tell you that. Actually, we were lucky because one time the ceiling had rotted out so bad at the church, the the giant projector came crashing down and rotted right through. Miss John's drums by like maybe three or four inches. It just would have crushed the entire thing. That was God disapproving yeah. of what you were doing, you know, yeah. performing or, in the church. Or was it approving because John's spared- drums made it out okay? There was, yeah, see, that's one of those mysteries we'll never know now. No, that was the perseverance of this band, the resilience of this band, <laughs> that y'all escaped the hand of fate <laughs> that's what it was. and got out of that church alive. <laughs> And y'all can put that in your band bio now that you escaped the hand of fate to make Melt a thing. We did stop covering Highway to Hell after that. Yeah, we did. uh, Did it even leave the inception stage? (laughs) (laughs) Now, I understand, Lindsay, that some of your inspirations include Simone Simons of Epica, Mm -hmm. Sarah Brightman, Mm -hmm. you know, Amy Lee of Evanescence as well. There's a name from the past, you know. So these styles, these haunting vocal qualities that these artists have, made a tapestry of sound for you that could be described as quirky, you know, in some points, and theatrical in other nature as well, you know, exciting, fun, you know. So I want to know how you take these voices and make them your own. Um, That's actually kind of interesting because in the very beginning, I really did have a hard time finding my own rock voice because I was so used to just the classical style mm-hmm. of music. Nice. Um, And I just... I just remember Paul at one point just being like, don't be afraid. Bite into it. Lean into it. Here we go with biting again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's what a- is with you in biting? I don't know. Um, <laughs> what? Now not- you're afraid of me. <laughs> Ain't nobody afraid. <laughs> Ain't nobody afraid, Lindsay. Let's just make that clear here and the now. Uh-huh. But next time I'll bring a chew toy, just in case <laughs> I need to know that you're coming. I'm, I'm playing with you. Go on. Oh, that would be a really funny inside joke, though. Kind of like Anderson making fun of me because she said I was way too innocent looking. So her and uh, Lucretia and... Uh, Lucretia X Machina, for those who don't know her. Uh, used to throw up on stage... Triple extra large granny panties that they would autograph and throw at me, <laughs> like my first three shows. <laughs> That's an Anderson thing to do. Yeah. yeah. That's the most Anderson story I've heard in a while. 
<laughs> oh, every time she would come out and see us, she would do that because it would just make me laugh to the point where I would nearly drop my microphone. So that's Anderson for y'all. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I totally forgot where I was going. Hey, D D. Rock voice. Uh, rock, rock voice. voice. Your rock voice. Yes. Yeah, and it was just a experimenting and playing and just doing all these other things where I just kind of kept playing and I, I can even hear just my old style of singing in the first album where I was trying to just hold on to that little remnants of of choirness mm-hmm. <laughs> if anything and now it's just um, where I'm comfortable it's really a testament to what you do Lindsay that you can take those operic those operatic music styles you know and lend those to melt and give them mm-hmm. something new, a different approach, if you will, mm-hmm. rather than the continuation of its previous incarnation, you give them a new flair, mm-hmm. a new approach. I mean, I'm going to show a very dated reference here with this one here, but, and one, I'm not even a big fan of this band, but it fits like with Van Halen, for instance, when David Lee Roth was in the band, it had a whole nother out feel, another vibe, almost like, I don't know, man. With David Lee Roth in the band, I do, I couldn't take Van Halen all that seriously. Then along comes Sammy Hagar, and it became too pretentious and too serious. Yeah, where's, the, where's that happy line to dance on? You know, it's, you know, we went from almost comedic to too serious, serious right? And you, it made you miss David Lee Roth, right? But in this case, it's the opposite for me. I think with Lindsay in the band, it actually raised the stakes for this band, and it made you go, okay, they're leveling up now. This is the level up for Melt when yeah, you joined I, the band. I do remember a couple of the audition uh, songs that they sent me, like the original, um, I think it was Dragging Me Down. Um, and for a while, I just kept trying to emulate the old singer. Yeah. And it was just a struggle for me to just be like, well, no, this is not me just rehashing what somebody else did. Mm-hmm. I need to make this my own. This needs to be... This needs to be me. And I think in how we currently perform some of our older songs, you can definitely hear how I just kind of embraced me being me. <laughs> and later on this hour, y'all, we're going to have a trio of tracks for y'all to check out about Melt at the conclusion of this broadcast. We're going to have three tracks for y'all to check out and hear what the sound of Melt is all about. And during this hour also, you can find out where... Uh, next month, actually, you could see Melt doing their thing, you know, which is pretty dope. So more on that in a few minutes as well. Okay. So with that being said, we're taking a two minute break right now here on the chop session. We're back in a couple of minutes. We're going to talk to, to Mr. Paul over here about his background. Okay. Okay. And we're going to go around the room with this thing. Okay. And uh, even more details on who and what this whole melt thing is all about. And this is the chop session. I am the indefinable Sterling Golden. And this is bostonfreeradio.com. More of the chop session in two minutes. From the hub of the solar system to the world, bostonfreeradio.com. Diane Wong here announcing a new radio program. Let's talk about race. From our beginnings as a white supremacist society to our current existence as a white supremacist society, race is a topic that affects us all, and yet we have difficulty talking about it. Why is race so difficult? Why can't we talk openly about white supremacy? Why don't we like to talk about white privilege? Why is internalized oppression shrouded in mystery? 
What about lynching? What about gerrymandering and the current Black Lives Matters debate? We'll talk about all of it. Come and join us Thursdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Let's talk about race. Boston Free Radio. As humans, we ask ourselves all kinds of questions. But what if we were forced to ask ourselves a question every day that affected the outcome of the most basic things, the most important things in our lives? The question is, what is your sexual orientation or gender identity? And the answer is the difference between keeping your job or getting fired. The answer is the difference between staying in your home or getting evicted. The answer is the difference between receiving medical treatment or not. Because in 30 states, it's legal to discriminate against people based on their answer to this question. LGBT Americans have the right to say, I do, but they don't have the same basic rights as everyone else. Get the facts at beyondido.org. Brought to you by the Gill Foundation and the Ad Council. From Washington. Laid off and trying to keep our little kids from realizing that mommy and daddy haven't eaten in a while. Roger, from California. I'm grateful we could afford our son's surgery. I'm nervous that now we can't really afford food. Daniel, from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Donna from Louisiana. The storm just hit, and we went from donating to the food bank to needing it. Keisha from South Carolina. I've been skipping meals so my two kids can eat, but filling up on water doesn't really work. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America. Hi, and the I'm Air Heather. Force. And I'm Mike. And, and we're, we're the hosts of Make It Stop. Stop. Bad music. Good times. From butt rock balladeers to the wackest of MCs. From washed up cocaine casualties to schmaltzy 80s cheese. Tune in to Make It Stop as we're joined by musicians, comedians, podcasters, and tastemakers to break down the worst albums ever recorded. We dive in track by track. We dissect, we debate, and we sort out the how and why of some of the most misguided, confounding, and egregious missteps in music history. We cover the gamut from alternative and underground bands like The Shags, Earth Crisis, and Five Iron Frenzy to mainstream acts like Creed, Justin Timberlake, and the Black Eyed Peas. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, so look us up. And before you know it, you'll be begging us to make it stop. Make it stop, a bad music podcast. All right. You can tell this thing is a lively setting today. You're on the chop session. (laughs) We're back here with the members of Melt. Three members, in fact, three out of four. Ain't bad. Mr. Modern is, I'm sure, tuning in someplace right now because he's handling business, band business, I am certain. And with that being said, you guys, I want to make reference right this to the. I can't talk today. I want to make reference to the fact, there it is, that on Saturday, the 8th of February, actually, and this is at Bolton Bean in Bolton, Mass., in the USA, the Saturday morning situation, you can join these guys, Melt, for brunch, actually, as they're performing beautiful, unplugged renditions of favorite songs of the band's repertoire and even a few covers as well, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. This is going down at Mellowship Slinky. 
Okay. Bolton, Bolton Bean, 626 Main Street, Bolton, Mass. in the USA. And you can check out Melton, an intimate brunch setting that day. Good stuff right there, you guys. And our next uh, full electric show will be here, actually a couple of blocks from here. Yeah. At the jungle, 220. Hey, nice. February 20th. Nice. More on that later on the broadcast. But right now, I want to take my attention right now to Mr. Pipitone over here. Pipitone. Okay. Stand corrected. 15 years in the business, sir. Dynamic music, edgy, melodic, fun. Expand upon this. Who are you? Well, I've been a seamster <laughs> probably longer than that, but um, I, I moved to Boston um, partially because it was such a happening scene. And there were just so many bands. But one of the problems with so many bands is that there's a million different types of rock and roll. And you think, well, how do sure. you stand out? And it became very clear to me after a couple of years, instead of like chasing things and just like, you know, worshiping your favorite groups, like it was right. like everybody who bought Velvet Underground joined a band and whatever, whatever the popular sayings are, yeah. is that I, it was very important to me and Dan too to, be as versatile as possible yeah. and to borrow from things that aren't rock and roll, but play it in the rock and roll way. Um, you know, I'm dating myself now, but I think my favorite band is still Queen. I know John loves Queen too. How do you not? Yeah, everyone loves Queen. Well, you know? the bands that are timeless, you're not dating yourself at all by yeah. saying that your favorite band of, we're talking, not talking their current favorite band. This is an all time ranking. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So Queen. I guess I'm not dating myself, but no. when you see how versatile Queen was and, yeah. you know, and I'm not comparing ourselves to, you know, their greatness or anything, but you want to keep people entertained. And the way to keep them entertained is always throw new things at them. Yeah. And that's why we'll open with a rock or then we'll do a crazy, very fast punk version of a slow cover. Sure. Then we'll do something that's definitely 1930s swing or, and then just like, and then a ballad and then something, you know, really gothy and dirgy following it. But. Okay. My thinking is this, is that, you know, Lindsay's got a strong, identifiable voice, and that's going to keep the stuff rooted anyway. So you always sound like the same band, but you're keeping people entertained. And I just love it when people say, like, oh, that set went so fast. Well, it's still 45 minutes or an hour. Yeah. But it seems faster because mm-hmm. people are engaged. Yeah. So, and that's been our operating philosophy, like, ever since. Like, I mm-hmm. spend most of my time listening to jazz or world music or soundtrack music for inspiration. Mm-hmm. Because I want to get that inspiration for ideas from other places than rock. So literally, you can you guys can take a song, okay, and you can regroove it basically into something totally different from what it is, which is to me the best kinds of covers, the kinds where you can take a song that's well known, or even one that's not well known, mm-hmm. and make it your own song. You know, rather than doing a straight read of that song that the original band or artist could do themselves in better than you. Mm-hmm. You take the song and make it an entirely different groove. Yeah. And we, and we do do a lot of covers that are, you know, faithful because we know people want to hear certain songs faithfully, but there's other ones we'll do that'll put, twist a song on a ear. Like we do like a really, really That's fast. That's way better. Yeah. Really fast, really punky version of Comfortably Numb. And everyone chuckles. Everyone loves it because it's just that they're entertained, you know, and frankly, you know, we, we want people to laugh. You know, we want people, there has to be some lighthearted stuff there. Cool. Then I want to hear your polka version of The Box by Roddy Rich. 
and we'll see some laughs happen. Okay. Yes. All right. There you go, y'all. You give us some homework, but that's okay. We'll make that happen. We'll make that happen, y'all. Okay. You know, so with Melt being your thing now for quite some time, Mr. Pipitone, we're talking a band that, you know, as, you, as the founder of the band, influences including punk, art rock, world music, goth, funk, and one of the main songwriters of the band. You've been setting the tone and the tempo for this band since the beginning. Okay. So... Where are you taking this thing next, sir? Well, I mean, I'm not setting the tone any longer. Um, I I may be the only original member, but I'm I'm not the leader by any sh- sh- great shakes of the imagination. We're writing together now. So there's no particular front man or band leader or anything like that or front woman or anything like not that? Not at all. No, Lindsay's the star live, but I mean, other than that, I mean, we're, we're a real collective. I mean, so every kiss now. Everybody bought in. Everybody wanted to mm-hmm. do this free-for-all. So you're KISS now? Uh, I suppose so. I don't know how KISS operates, but... There's no one front member of yeah. the band. They're a collective. And sometimes, yeah. Yeah. you know, songs don't t- come together really fast, because one of us will come in with an idea, and the other three will try and change it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I love wouldn't it. Wouldn't it be really cool if we did this? Yeah. But no, I want to do this. So, yeah. so, so, so an so, album like Armageddon Party by yeah. Melt is a good indication for the the new initiative out there, the newly minted Melt fans out there. Is that a good starting point for them? Well, that's the yeah. first album that I recorded with uh, with the band. So that those songs were already all um, written before I even joined. Right. Um, so I would say probably Earthquakes. Earthquakes, more. yeah. Okay. It would be more, it'd be more indicative of the new band because Lindsay's like fully, fully – indoctrinated and she's Lindsay eyes everything indoctrinated that makes it sound like i'm in a cult (laughs) (laughs) she's made let's be present she's made the songs her own and you know and john's changed up a lot of things too the drums are much more adventurous now and speaking of john mr coca is coming up next here on the chop session the focus will be on you my friend and then we're going to wrap this thing around with all three of y'all talking about what's in the future for this band and by the way y'all speaking of future We'll be talking also about who's on next week and weeks to come here on the Chop Session, as well as what's on tomorrow for the Sterling Perspective podcast. And to conclude our show today, we have three tracks from the Melt Library for you all to check out to give you an idea of the current sound of Melt. So hold on the line for you all for two minutes. We're back with Mr. John Kokas, the percussionist of Melt. Focus goes on you, sir. I see you. We're back in a couple of minutes here on the Chop Session. I am the indefinable Sterling Golden. This is BostonFreeRadio.com. And you already know this is the Chop Session. More in a minute. BFR. BostonFreeRadio.com. Every Monday night, tune into the Misery of Cities from 8 to 9 for 40 years of lost psychedelic, kraut rock, new wave, post-punk, indie, shoegaze. Found again and heard only on Boston Free Radio. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. So take a moment to make your kid laugh because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. 
It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. This is Alan Patterson. I want to invite you all to tune into my music radio show, Voices of Time, heard live each and every Wednesday from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Boston Free Radio at bostonfreeradio.com. Voices of Time, while founded on the golden age of music from the 60s and 70s in all its permutations, also visits other eras and many genres. We feature rock and roll from its original era and beyond, rock in all its variations, including Prague, psychedelia, garage and punk, Motown, Old school R&B, soul, blues, jazz, gospel, folk, old school country, zydeco, all music New Orleans, rockabilly, bluegrass, world music, comedy, poetry, and spoken word, and much more. Please come and join me for an adventurous two-hour ride into the stratosphere of sound where the voices of time reverberate for all eternity. We're back here on the Chop Session here on BostonFreeRadio.com. I am the indefinable Sterling Golden. In about 11 minutes, we'll have three tracks for y'all from the repertoire of Melt. Okay, so lock it in for those tracks in about 10 minutes. But for now, some idea was coming up next here on the Chop Session. Next week, actually, we have Boston's godfather of house music back in my studio, the great DJ Bruno and his partner in crime, DJ Mizant. Mr. Mizant will be here as well, talking all things with the current Boston house music industry, what's to come in 2020 for these guys, and far beyond that, that's next week. Week after that, here on the Chop Session, we have some dope shit happening. It is Lisa Albanese of Empire of Embrace, great makeup artist and uh, fashionista. She'll be in the studio the week after that. And then on the 6th of February, we have my crew from the magazine publication out of CBS HD. I was recently on their show, actually, with Jules and Tiara of The Sterling Perspective, and we reversed the fortunes for them on the show on February the 6th. The 13th, we have the former Miss Poland World, Anna Mishtala in the building with some new beautician products to share with us. Week after that, out of Bulgaria, it is the music of Leah, February the 20th. And then in March, we would have March, March 12th, Cassie Pearl. I'll be here on the Sterling, on the Sterling Perspective, the Chop Session. There it is. I get my shows mixed up now. And then tomorrow on the Sterling Perspective podcast, uploading at Friday, 12 noon, wherever you rock with podcasts, it is hashtag AskTiara anything. You sent your questions. Tiara will answer them tomorrow on the Sterling Perspective podcast at 12 noon U.S. Eastern Time. And by the way, y'all, Jules is back in two weeks on the Sterling Perspective podcast, where she'll be treated to a watch-along of my favorite movie of all time on our podcast, 1970s Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. If she survives that, God love her. (laughs) My favorite film ever. I'm getting chuckles now around the room with this one. You either love that film or you totally dislike it. I don't know where you fall in that category. Anyway, 
Back to Melt. Okay, Mr. John Kokas, percussionist of Melt. Floor is yours, sir. So how'd you get hooked up with Melt? You know, what's your story behind the whole situation and how you joined the band and where do you stand now with these guys? Talk me up. Well, um, prior to joining Melt, I was the drummer for the Liz Borden Band. And yeah. it's been my second or third show with them. We split a bill with Melt in one of their much earlier incarnations. And um, right. ever since from that time, we, we've played dozens of shows together. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Um, so I knew them. They knew me. We were, uh, we were good friends. Um, when they needed a drummer for some shows that they needed a fill-in, I was happy to sub. And then uh, they kept pressuring and pressuring and pressuring <laughs> to join the band and i i held out as long as i could i was resisting the siren call um the siren call the siren call make it sound so dramatic sir well that's me i'm a dramatic person that's a good thing it's <laughs> a good thing so anyway uh they finally wore me down after after many 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 oh many months of <laughs> <laughs> of uh, of asking, so they're blowing up your DMs really hard. This thing, and your phone and everything else, your texts, blowing your shit up. Man. The reason we're laughing because it didn't really wasn't really like that. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. They just asked me. Um, oh at my one God. point, I uh, I did join, and I was playing in both bands. Mm -hmm. um, but that ended up becoming too great a uh, a demand on the time. So after twelve and a half years with Liz, I. Uh, Parted ways and stuck with Melt for what going on two years now. Mm -hmm. as, uh, Did as you perform their final show, Liz Borden Band, or no? Uh, which final show? Oh my God! Listen to you, <laughs> the one, the one that I introduced them on stage for at once. That was the no, that was the Lizzie Borden and the Axis. Different, different incarnation of Liz's groups. So there's Lizzie Borden and the Axe. Well, color me stupid, y'all. No, I'm just kidding. Go on. And then there was the Lizzie Borden band, which yes. was okay. a separate uh, endeavor. There it is. Yes. Anyway, so for two mm -hmm. years, I've been the uh, the drummer for Melt, and nice. um, here we are. Very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. And to give you an idea, you guys, of the sound of John Kokas as a drummer, we're talking a tapestry of sound including rock, prog, jazz fusion, Latin, Mediterranean, and African drumming. Now, what were your influences that led to this world of sound you put together and added to the Melt Repertoire, sir? Um, well, what do you what do you call the, uh, the person who hangs out with musicians? The drummer. <laughs> <laughs> so early on... Dude, dude. Early on, I realized that uh, you know, as a drummer, I don't need to worry about things like um, key changes or scales or right. counterpoint. Right. So, what do I need to do? Carry all the equipment. <laughs> Carry all the equipment is one <laughs> thing. Yes, back. Of which I have plenty. Um, oh my god! I decided if I wanted to really be a musician and not play a melodic instrument or a tuned instrument, mm -hmm. I wanted to uh, learn as many different styles as possible. Right. So I listened to. You know, I, I learned all of the the rules of rock, you know, very early on in my drumming. Nice. My drum playing. Nice. But I branched out into um, into other styles and other genres just mm -hmm. in an effort to expand my capabilities. So now when we're playing a song and Paul says, uh, in fact, we're working on one presently where he says, this has an Indian feel. Okay, well, I know what to do with it. Awesome. Um, we have some songs that have an Eastern European feel sound to them. When they presented those, I knew what to do with mm -hmm. them. So that's awesome. That's uh, 
that's where that all came about. Now, here is the obligatory question. Okay. When are we going to have some new music from Melt dropping? The ones now. that you have are Art. brand, brand new. And we knew this, you guys. That was the lead-in for these tracks you're about to hear here on the Chop Session. See, I set up the whole thing, and they tee it off for me. Uh, you know? oh, we have to give a shout-out and a thank you to uh, Jonathan Sazer, who did all the mixing and the recording, recording of this. Yep. Great job to Jonathan. That's right, y'all. So these next three tracks you're about to hear, and I teed off of these guys here, are brand-new music from Melt, premiering for the first time here on the Chop Session. Okay, Coming up in a few minutes. And as mentioned earlier on, these guys performing for y'all live twice next month mm-hmm. one time being a brunch situation that's going down and y'all want to be a part of this okay we're talking about a stripped down set from melt okay and it's happening the 8th of february okay it's going down make sure you pull up for this thing it will be a brunch situation mm-hmm. bolton bean 626 main street in bolton mass in the usa as they perform Music from Melt and also some dope covers as well. Mellowship Slinky is the vibe. And then the 22nd of February, 20th 20. of February, stand corrected, me and my big mouth. Okay, it's going to be at the Jungle, Somerville, Mass, in the USA, Melt Live, full-on electric. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool stuff. So let's talk about these three tracks we're about to hear right now from you guys, okay? These are Bradford, and then there's Tone Apart, and then there's Corazon, okay? Talk me up on these three tracks, sir. Um, Carzone is a group written track. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lindsay did the lyrics. Um, John and Dan and I did the music. Um, and um, this is one of my favorite tracks of ours. It's super spontaneous. It's got this really sinister groove. And I think it's a good example of us working together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was a nightmare to record because I was extremely sick. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he had the flow. In the entertainment business, there is no sick. Okay. Precisely. Yeah, they keep going, recording sir. Recording with 101 degree fever. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> oh my God. Torn Apart is uh, an older song. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the band rewrote. Um, that one really rocks. And what was the third one again? Yeah. Bradford. Bradford. Be Bradford. Uh, yes. L- Lindsay should talk about this one. Bradford, go for it, Lindsay. So Bradford, Paul tries to give me all the credit for it, uh, but honestly, he and I really worked on this together. And Dan um, did a lot of the music too. Dan Dan did the the melody for it, but Paul and I really sat down and he helped me um, kind of write down for lyrics what I was feeling and what I wanted to convey. Right. So Bradford is actually uh, a really good friend of mine from high school who unfortunately passed. Yeah. And I wanted to do something just to. Just to remember him by. That's cool. Um, so some of it is friends of mine will hear a little thing where I kind of refer to him in it and we'll laugh about it. His favorite book was Harry Potter. So Good just stuff. when we, we're, we're talking uh, quotes from our favorite book, we're pretty much talking about how Dumbledore always only wanted socks for Christmas, that type of thing. So. I think you get resigned to the fact that he's only going to get <laughs> socks for Christmas, so I might as well ask for them. I mean, you know? socks for Christmas are great. <laughs> and actually, John was the impetus on getting us recorded because uh, John said something about the stages of grief. He said, like, we should record this because... Well, it was also his favorite, he said. Well, it's one of my favorite songs. But um, yeah. the the way the, the song uh, plays out <clears throat> uh, sonically, it reminded me of the, uh, the stages of grief in terms of uh, starting out very softly, building up through some... Yeah, bitterness, and then then in the uh, 
in the in the end. middle Anchor. section, it yeah. really gets into an angry yeah. groove, and well. then and then finally tails off into sort of this um, acceptance, sweet acceptance of reality. Well, with that being said, you guys, we conclude this week with three tracks coming up right now from Melt. These are brand new for y'all ahead of next month's gigs that you'll be seeing out in Bolton, Mass, and then Somerville, Mass for the month of February. Okay, and on social media, you can find Melt at Melt Music Rocks on the gram, on the Twitters. Okay, look for them, and they will be, I'm sure, increasing their social media presence on those platforms in the near future because mm-hmm. they are a dope act, and you all got to hear and see what Melt's all about on these platforms. And again, y'all, tomorrow on the Sterling Perspective podcast at 12 noon U.S. Eastern Time, it is hashtag Ask Tiara Anything. And next week on the Chop Session, it is DJ Mizant and the godfather of Boston House Music, my man DJ Bruno in the building. And thank you, guys. Members thank of you, Sterling. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, yes. And now, here are three new tracks, world premiering from Melt, beginning with Bradford. And for now, this is the the chop session and I say stop. Here is the music of Melt.
This is not a test. You are listening to Boston Free Radio.
sober listening to Boston Free Radio. This is not a test. You are listening to Boston Free Radio. 